Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California pariah Jonathan Charney, James the Fat Man Stevens in studio, yeah. Rob the Old Guy uh, from the world's famous Rob Charney Show, and holy shit, two weeks in a row, Ryan Preston comes out of the theory once again to prove that he exists. Well, I, lightning I, might strike. I think Ryan came on to give us all this good news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His boyfriend said yes. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, his girlfriend yep, did. Uh, getting, getting hit. Wow. Getting wow. At 36. So I want to start 30, this And one. your first marriage. And my first marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah, we're going to see about that one. So, you know, I had this one last week. And I didn't bring it up, but this is in, like, what the fuck news. Okay, what the fuck news. Portland man accused of raping three-year-old child, sexually assaulting a dog, and a dead or heavily sedated deer. (laughs) I'm sorry. This should not be funny, and I should be laughing, but the dead or sedated deer? uh, That that one's still amazing. (laughs) Yeah. um, So, you know, they arrested him for the rape of a three-year-old. That he was supposed to be babysitting. You know, and, it kills the whole story. The rest of it could have been funny. Yeah, the rest of it could have been funny. But then, yeah. also, you know, that just makes the whole thing terrible. And um, that's what he actually got arrested for. And then as they have him in custody, they get a f- hold of the guy's cell phone. And they find pictures of him raping a dog. And then as they're digging through, they also find a video of him sexually assaulting a deer that they're not sure if it's dead or sedated. And I'm thinking, you know, if you look into this guy's history, you're probably going to find out that he raped a lot more than just that. Because you just don't, you know, get it. Just start, you know, recording yourself doing shit like that. No, no, no. Yeah, that's not that's not a crazy weekend for that guy. That's Tuesday. Yeah. 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 So, so, so talk about apparently having friendly relations with animals. I, I, for some reason, got on a TikTok kick. Oh, God. And there's a TikTok <laughs> video of this guy, <clears throat> this guy talking about delivering uh, his dad sold animals. So his, this, his dad was bringing a truckload of, like a, a, a truckload of sheep to some places. And um, he brought this one, she brought this one sheep to this guy, offload the sheep. The guy kept tick, uh, flick, flipping his cap. And what it was, the guy was offering to split the uh, the sheep with him. To have a two-way with a sheep. <clears throat> that sounds dangerous for whoever's in the front. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess at least they won't meet in the middle. I just, that was... I just, I'm just thinking that it's going to bite. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's kind of what I'm thinking. That was... That was heavily today. <laughs> <laughs> was one sedate. of t- that was one of two things I've recently learned on TikTok. Like, do you know there's a pedophilia acceptance flag? <sighs> yeah, I did. I did know that. Well, Nambla's still a thing, isn't it? Uh, I don't know what that. I don't is. want Nambla? that. The, I don't. Nambla is the national national association for man boy love. I uh, and yeah, it's just as creepy as it fucking sounds. I is that the Boy Scouts? <laughs> they rebranded, you know, while no, no. or the Catholic priesthood. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's the <laughs> branch of the Catholic Church. Sorry to <laughs> some relatives of mine who are Catholic. I've got Catholic family. They they know that the, <laughs> that there's that going on in the church. So they know they need to get their shit together. Yeah. So we're we're gonna go from horrible to Thanks. a possible hero. 
Long Island Mortgage Deadbeat finally booted after 23 years. Um, let me preference this. I didn't know this was the bank, but since I lost my house at one point in time because of a bank, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. <laughs> the free ride is finally over for Long Island man who went more than two decades without paying a penny on his mortgage while courts failed to evict him. Oh, Garrett Hanspel, 52, brought, bought the three-bedroom 2.5 East Meadow home out of October of 98 for $290,000 with a $58,000 down. He made the first mortgage payment of $1,602.37 and never paid again. The house was foreclosed on in 2000, and they just recently kicked his ass out. He would file lawsuits and appeal and a bunch of other stuff. I wonder how much he's paid in lawsuits. I was just thinking that, like probably more than a grand a month. <clears throat> yeah. Well, is he an attorney? It doesn't say. Because, you know, maybe he's maybe, being yeah. his own attorney on these things. So. Yeah, you could still be your own appointed attorney yes. and tie things yeah, up. Yeah, but those yeah. guys always suck. Yeah, well, that's true. So time, time and time Although again. maybe I'm just thinking of like the sovereign citizen people trying to defend themselves. Oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. those guys. Oh, my God. They oh, are are those the I don't have to pay taxes people? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't have to give you. License. Yeah, I don't have to give you anything. I had a, a friend I'm of. I'm not driving a car. I'm traveling. A, a friend, a, a friend of James and I, um, <laughs> back in the day, got into that. He was explaining why you don't have to pay taxes, and I said, "Yeah, oh, yeah." And I explained the old joke. You know, there's only two people in life. There's there's two things to be afraid of in life: death and the IRS. Why do you think that joke exists? Yeah. It's like yeah. well, the no, only I, things certain in life are death and taxes. Hey, yeah. you know that's the only way we could bring down the mafia to a certain degree is yeah. keep, keep taking him, you know, getting him arrested, saying, sending him to prison for tax evasion. That's I the mean, only thing Al Capone got caught that's on. That's right. Besides I mean, syphilis. So. Time and time again, law enforcement officers would show up to boot the deadbeat residents, only to be confronted with a court document giving him another chance. Hanspol, who frequently represented himself in court and used different lawyers, oh, oh, I got it. See, would, yeah. uh, would then abandon most, if not all, the court actions he began, defaulting or failing to show up for hearings. That all changed Friday morning when the Na Nassau, Nassau County Sheriff deputies descended on the two-story corner home and changed the locks. Hmm. I just, I don't know. I mainly because I truly despise Bank of America. Um, I'm, I'm you so, and millions of other people. Yes. So. I mean, oh, speaking of mafia, let's yeah. all make a run of the bank. <laughs> That's it's, right. Yeah, it's weird how, how these people, and, and I don't, I don't know if it might be kind of a false equivalency here that I'm making, but like the people who the, the squatters rights people that, um, you know, somebody moves out or somebody dies. Next thing you know, the family goes over there to check the house and the locks are changed and there's some <laughs> rando in there. And they're like, this is my house. And they're like, the hell are you talking about? And it, it takes sometimes months or years well, to get somebody like, like just legally evicted. Like, dude, you're in my house. We did a story you know, about it reminds that. Reminds me of the, of the Simpsons episode <laughs> yep, with the, the carnies Carney. with Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, no wait, Jim Bernie. Was it? Oh yeah, you're right. It was Jim Bernie. Yeah. We did a, uh, we did a, uh, uh, an article about that, about these people sold their home, sold everything they possibly could, bought this home from the owner and the own, former owner of the home never moved out. And because of COVID, they legally could not be removed from the home. So these people had to well, pay all the bills and do all this, but could not be forced from the home because it was illegal yeah, no, to evict anybody. Totally shitty. But at the same time, that is a, that's a, that's a, that's an aberration. 
you know, that is not the norm. It was, it was because of incredibly weird external circumstances, but without COVID, like, I mean, it happens like with nowhere near that good of an excuse. I'm, I'm always clever. I'm always amazed at scumbags and people who, who figure out the loopholes and, in, in in, in the laws and society to get all this free shit and free rides. Cause I, I couldn't do it. Cause a, that takes some sort of lack of morals and time, which I have plenty of morals <clears throat> and not enough time. Yeah. I, I don't want to sit there and put that much effort into some bullshit. You know, I really don't. My, my dad, my dad used to flip me a ton of shit. Um, and, and this, this translates to a lot of different things, but the perfect example is, you have any idea how many times you could have cleaned your room by now instead of just arguing with me about it like the yeah. effort that you put into arguing with me you could have cleaned this motherfucker twice that is by, right by yeah. the way wait yeah. until you if you, you do have a kid wait till you have a four or five year old the the old joke of kids are be our kids are jailhouse lawyers is is not uh, a false equivalency <laughs> sure yeah there's good with guilt oh, we're gonna man, guilt you I in would, this stuff yeah so, i was uh the, the shit that I was willing to argue with. And, and I think I just wore him down. Like I beat him into submission. <laughs> There's some truth to that. <laughs> so I, you know, I, but then I, I can't blame parents for being the, because I said so thing. And I, and I never agreed with that as a parenting strategy, but at the same time, it's like, I never had me as a kid. Yeah. So my like looking back on it, I'm like, Oh man, I would cop out on that so much. <laughs> so I have a, I have, since I have a four or five year old, or four and three quarter. I've used. I was gonna say, which one is it? I've, I've, He's five in a month. Yeah, I've, I've, nice. I've used the line and will continue for the rest of your life. It's like, did I ask? Huh? <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, like when is this up for debate? It's like do it or do it. You know, I I, I come back with the I didn't ask that. Yeah. They come back with the thing. I said I didn't ask that. That there was that was not part of this discussion. Yeah, it's a, it's a discussion. There is no discussion. It's over. And I never thought. Yeah, this. it's like listen. I I phrased it in a way where it can be construed as a, as a discussion, but I was just trying to be polite. Next time I'll be rude. You know, you generally don't appreciate your father until you have a kid, and then all of a sudden you look back and you go, "I understand now entirely. I'm sorry, Dad. I, yeah. Please forgive me." Oh no, I I, I will not stoop to kids. that low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even, even without having kids, I look back and I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, I can." Like my dad wasn't a piece to be around, you know, we butted heads and stuff like that, but I didn't make it easy. Yeah. You know, I was a pain in the ass. You know what it was? Your dad was probably an awesome guy. You were just a shithead. Hey, I love his well, dad. You know, <laughs> no, no, my dad was great. And actually, here's the thing. That's a very common thing with my with my friends. All my friends love my dad because my dad thought he was Don fucking Rickle. <laughs> for not cleaning my room or doing whatever the fuck and he's doing it in front of my friends as a as like a stand-up comedy bit my friends are laughing and i'm looking at my friends like the fuck is your problem like don't laugh it's not funny so like dude it is funny i don't know what you're talking about my uh, (laughs) pick your shit up my old man would just uh guilt trip me into things which by the way turned out to be a blessing because i've had bosses coworkers. People have dated, try to guilt trip me into things. This and then they keep trying. I said, you know, this is impossible. It's like, oh no, I'm gonna catch you. It's like, yeah, oh yeah. I no, learned mom, from the master. You can fuck <laughs> off with this right now. Yeah, no, my mom can guilt trip anybody into anything if she was so inclined, and it has made me immune. <laughs> I am, I have no soul left when people try to guilt me into something. I glaze over like a shark. <laughs> 
Oh, talk about sharks. Do you hear, but do you read the news story where they said it was cruel and unusual t- punishment? We may have done the story about the, they played like baby shark nonstop. Oh, oh in the, uh, in the uh, prison. The Gitmo. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I had a kid. I volunteered for this shit. <laughs> it's like when you heard these people in Getmo being upset, they're listening to Pan- uh, Pantera. It's like, I wanted to go to a concert and you know, <laughs> I don't know why you guys are complaining. I love that band. Oh, um, man. So there is a new, uh, I think Elon Musk shared this article. It's from interestingengineering.com. It's a science section. A new drug successfully reversed paralysis after a spinal cord injury. It was a gel injected into mice in 24 mice. Hmm. Most of us, uh, most of us talking, see, most of us take waiting for granted, but for more, for many, it's bittersweet dreams. Uh, that made forever change. A team of scientists developed a, a novel type of drug capable of enabling cells to regenerate, reversing paralysis in mice who suffered spinal cord injuries, allowing them to walk once more I, with I four weeks question. treatment. Mm-hmm. How did these mice get spinal cord injuries? It's easy. Snip. You, See, we're torturing them. <laughs> yeah, they, they gave them the, spinal cord yeah, injuries. Yeah, that's let, right. Let's clarify <laughs> this. Yeah, no, they did. And they they fucking paralyzed they these did. goddamn mice. They did. They paralyzed those mice. <laughs> Leave it to James to have sympathy for a mouse. Hey. <laughs> I like Jerry. Go <laughs> fucking around messing around with Jerry. Oh, Jesus. Actually, these would more be pinky and brain. Yeah, oh, true. That's right. The aim of our research. Laboratory, Mike. Now I've got that theme song stuck in my head. Thanks a lot. The aim of our research was to develop a translatable therapy that could be brought to the clinic to prevent individuals from becoming paralyzed after major trauma or disease, said Samuel Stupp. That's S-T-U-P-P of Northwestern. <laughs> Who led the study to uh, to the AFP according to a science alert report? I thought this was pretty neat. This is one of the last no, frontiers I, of something know, we have. Every been now and then we do. hear breakthroughs like that with, with spinal cord injury situations, and hopefully someday we'll have something just like out of Star Trek. And so speaking of which, <clears throat> so did you know that the Japanese have developed an AI that can sort between cancerous cells and non-cancerous cells? In humans, now can they uh, can, can wow. now can they develop one that can tell you a good K-pop band and a bad K-pop band? <laughs> so, no, this is Japan. This is Japan. It has nothing to do with K-pop. But it's an K AI. is Korean. No, it's they still use that use that <laughs> fancy AI. Thank you. That, that's all right. So now this AI was originally developed to tell the difference between over two hundred different styles of pastries and bakery items. Mm. Because they were, they developed this system that said, the more bakery items you have, the more you sell, the more variety sure. you have. Right, and this became a pain in the ass for their customers and their employees to be sitting there and going through them all and being like, well, "This price is different than this price." And so they came up with an AI to quickly go through all of them. Hmm. And come up with a price, and then, you know, the the customer and the employee can sit there and just exchange money. Oh, okay. So that's what this AI was for. But I think then I need that AI of, to help me sort through the Cheesecake Factory menu. Yeah, you can <laughs> definitely do that, too. I'm sure it would be real fast. Yeah. See, the positive but, so, about being diabetic, I can't have any of it. So one of these oh, scientists looked at this thing and said, well, the difference in, in taking that and then taking it and putting it to a molecular level... We could make we could possibly make this work. So they used this exact formula to do this, and back in I think uh, 
in 2017 was when this doctor got this ingenious idea, and now <laughs> they're using it to look at your cells on a molecular level and wow. be able to go through <clears throat> cancerous and non-cancerous cells. Huh. I think that's really that awesome cool. that they looked at yeah. something like that and like, hey. Good idea. We can apply I mean, I this wonder, shit. So I'm wondering, I mean, is this part of like a blood test or, or a biopsy? Probably a screening, or, probably yeah, a blood screening, screening yeah. type of because thing. if it is for something like a blood screening, um, where you can just start adding this to like a like a yearly physical sort of a thing. Yeah. The amount of, of cancers that will be caught during the preventative, not preventative, but the... The, the screening. Uh, it's all the screening. No, that's that's for, a preventative. That's, that's, yeah. that's a yearly you test. You did preventative to find it well, early, but it's not. It's, but during like the early stages right. where it's treatable, yeah. like yeah. Uh, t- um, testicular cancer is incredibly treatable if you catch it early. Right. Prostate cancer, same thing. If if you can do that with a with a blood test, just hey, we got the workup, and and you know what, we're showing signs that these couple of cells are are have this particular type of leukemia, right. or the blood cancers <clears throat> that are really difficult to, to tell. Um, I mean, shit, there's a lot of cancer that's really difficult to tell until it's until it's too late. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of uh, every woman on the planet out there would love to not get their tips washed in a in a in a bite. Oh yeah, exactly. I think it's really cool that we're getting to the point where maybe another ten years, this type of stuff will be, you know, just a common practice procedure. It's 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 funny. yeah. Let's hope it pans out. I mean, yeah. that's the yeah. whole oh, idea. Of this, you know, because we I've heard so many medical breakthroughs throughout the last forty years, and if you look at them, some of them have been real and some have been a failure unfortunately you, you know so. the amount of breakthrough that has happened in just the the spinal cord area that mm-hmm. i was in back in 98 when i broke my back to now is practically unheard of <laughs> and even the yeah. surgery that i went through uh was experimental mm-hmm. they had never done it on anyone almost- my age Right. It probably might be even looked at as like barbaric now. Like, wow, they did it like that. Oh yeah, wow. the things that I wow. tell people like because before the the bolts and rods that they do now, which is what my surgery is, and like I said, they had never done it on someone my age, as young as I am, as I was at the time, <clears throat> versus basically the hooks and wires that they were doing, and they looked like freaking nasty ass fishing hooks. That yeah, they were for, hooking for those up. for those listening, um, James was sixteen and he's eighty six now. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sure walk like that. Um, but um, anyways, but a drunk's eighty six year old. Yeah, <laughs> drunk eighty six year old. But um, yeah, so I mean, just the I think it was like. Within, I don't think it was four years. I think it was three years or so after my car accident, they had already developed something that if they had injected it into my spinal cord within, I think it was six months at the time, that there was a higher chance that I wouldn't have been become paralyzed. Right. I'm like, well, right. that was a few years too late, but that was within a few years of that. Sure. And then it's now becoming more and more, and now we're you know regenerating mice's, mice that have... Pieces, you know that they're, that they're yeah, going around wonder, with a, with a sledgehammer crippling them. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure I'm they're doing it humanely. If it's a uh, something that has like a short time window, like between injury and treatment, it has to be X amount of time. Because I mean, obviously, right. after a period of time, muscle tissue atrophies, and oh, yeah. and you run into all kinds of other problems. Well, uh, well then they I find just, out. I was laughing. 
I was laughing in my head thinking about the, the guy who's been paralyzed for like 25 years. They inject him with this thing. He's like, oh, my God, I can feel my legs. Well, stem oh, cells. Like well, that also. Well, the thing is, is swelling that- was an issue doing a lot of these traumas where they realized many years later that part of the trauma is causing with the spinal cord injuries was that the the, uh, the damage would be causing swelling and it would be causing issues with the spinal cord just that alone oh, yeah. where they've learned to reduce the pressures to help yeah. uh, keep right. that from happening so I mean there's a lot of things a lot of steps that have taken place throughout the last you know 40 years or so but that have just been like, amazing a lot of therapies but I mean reversing paralysis right. is in, I mean, in yeah. that's yeah. that's yeah. Nobel Prize territory, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If if it's absolutely. repeatable, right. well, yeah, that's the whole, yeah. Well, that's the that's right. the whole but, thing. I mean, right? I I have a lot of questions as far as this uh, this mice thing goes. I mean, because as Ryan brought up, that there's a certain amount of years, like how many years the injury has to be in there. Right. I right. doubt they're able to really do that, and they won't really know that until they start their uh, human trials. Right. Um, but also, the, I mean, what about the scar tissue that goes on with the spinal cord? Right. It's, right. It's because prob- there's things like that. Are they going to have to reopen the injury to even get it to work? Is that something yeah. that they're I think there's, thinking about? It's, it's probably my guess. It's just like everything. It's probably one to six months. I have no doubt with stem cells that would probably be able to open up the window even yeah. longer if the United States actually legalized um, the, some of the stem cells are using like in Medellin which a lot of sports stars are going to. Um, I think it just d- depends on how they do it. Cartel um, yeah. Well, this also brings <laughs> me back to thinking like, I mean, are we going to, let's say what, 30 years going to have start having um, like those, those, oh God, what were the name of those guys from Batman Beyond that have like. Oh, the splicers. Yeah. The splicers and shit going on. Huh. I mean, that's kind of the territory that we can head. Well, I, I feel well, like I, yeah. splicers for Rob, who may not know, are people that take um, animal DNA and add it and splice it with their own DNA, and they can have like animal attributes. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, my uh, my story, my next story is is kind of sad. <laughs> going from healing the people who can't walk to watching the moon. Don't miss the longest partial lunar eclipse of the century next week. The partial eclipse takes place next week between the morning of November nineteenth and eighteenth. Well, that always depends on what part of the world you're in. Yeah, and this says <clears throat> the longest so. partial lunar eclipse of the century is due to take place next week between the eighteenth and nineteenth. This gorgeous phenomena will be visible in all fifty U.S. states. Yeah, all right, so. Except you'll be pro- able to look up and see the moon. Except probably ours, because every time they've had it recently, there's been a fucking cloud in my way. The nineteenth, the eighteenth, and nineteenth. Yeah. yeah. NASA forecasts the almost total eclipse of the micro. I'm sorry, micro beaver full moon. Well, um, micro beaver. Well, John, guess what? Hell what? yeah. The eighteenth, there's supposed to be rain. Yeah, yeah there you go. See, so, yeah. You're <laughs> so if you're somewhere else besides in Northern California, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, By the way, when yeah. when, no, when did, no micro beaver for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, John. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to that flag I mentioned earlier. I, uh, how, when did the names of moon phases have like animals and it's like micro? Well, beaver? natives, Native Americans have always named moon rises and moon sets and moon related things with animals. So it probably has uh, something to do with that. 
Let's see. The microbeaver moon is so named because it occurs when the moon is at the furthest point from the Earth and lead up to the beaver trapping season. Ah, ah see? see? There you go. It's just... <laughs> wow. That is so specific. For like, <laughs> for like 30 years. <laughs> like this 30 year gap of time where the beaver trade was well you know I, I mean don't we all have it on our calendars you know beaver season opens i'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry. you know i mean i have deer season i'm on i've know, never but, gone dove shooting and that's supposed to be the beginning the, of you know yeah that's right dove yeah. season and yeah. so now we've got beaver season it's 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 right next to my it's right next to my calendar of, to, of absurd holidays like do we have pigeon season i mean there's a lot of those. yeah probably duck season well, yeah, Pitch. there's de- definitely season. Duck. rabbit season. Rabbit. <laughs> rabbit. Please <laughs> One point to Ryan. Rabbit. Man, I thought we were going to go back and forth for like 20 minutes there. Yeah, we I almost was... did. All right, I got some. Let's get off of this one. Everybody knows who Alex Jones is, right? Yeah. <laughs> How could we not? But you know, yeah, no, you know, he, you, you want to hang your banner? And, at you right now. Yeah, probably. I'm Alex Jones. Yeah, How about the gay right. frogs? You, you know, you want to talk about First Amendment rights. That's Alex Jones, right? Well, unfortunately, he is um, being held liable for all his rhetoric uh, about the Sandy Hook uh, shootings. Is he really? Yeah. So. Like yeah. defamation, or I'm sure you're about to explain. I don't know why well, I'm cutting you off. No, no, no. It's fine. It's a good, good question. So, if, from what I've read in the lawsuits that are coming out here, um, a lot of the number number of the families have sued him for over over the stuff that he's been saying that it was you know a government uh, story that it never really happens. It was yeah, fake. And they were and, all crisis actors and yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's uh, the judges finally opened it up and said, yeah, he kind of overstepped the line there." Sir, and uh, we're going to let these lawsuits come after you. Good. I don't actually have an issue with his First Amendment rights or the fact that these people are suing him for it. My only only irritation about this is I know people who thought Alex Jones was news. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like there. There are legitimate people and who are non-mainstream sources like Tim Pool and others who are actually pretty good. I, I, I don't oh, okay. get I don't get why people think uh, Alex Jones was a news source, especially <laughs> well, when you, you started know, looking up the stuff he said. I, I, I do I do need to admit something. Um, first of all, I'm not about to say that Alex Jones is news or anything like that. So Damn, don't hold your breath. But if I and I'm I here's the thing: I always have to leave open the possibility that I'm misremembering something. My timelines are off. The only thing I can accurately re- uh, remember when it comes to timelines is the year a movie came out. And it's uncanny. I'm within a year and a half every time. Freaky. Test me late. But, when did um, Casablanca come out? 1932? I'm curious. Hey, he's going <laughs> to anyway. fact check you. Now. Keep going with your thought why James is fact checking that. I don't know why that was my instinct. And I don't think it was the 30s. Now that I'm I don't saying think it, it was loud. either. But hey. um, I'll give you a 5 hey, and 10 over. All right. <laughs> Well, James is in so, a good mood. But here, hold on. Go on. So here, yeah, I know. No shit. Shit, come uh, on. Move along. If I we have stories. Correctly, James is faster than you. Joe Rogan um, had had Alex Jones on a couple of times over the years. I guess they'd been friends for a while. And, and uh, I'm not talking out of school here. <laughs> Rogan's made it very public knowledge that like, hey, look, it doesn't mean that if I'm friends with somebody, I agree with everything they ever said, ever will say. You know, it's just like we've been friendly to each other for a long time. We go out to dinner, you know, and yes, he's that way all day long, you know, and, and he's, it's not, uh, you know, like a little bit of the, he can get just worked up about something and start going off, but they've been friends. 
So Rogan has had him on a couple of times. Not what people are going to say, giving him a platform or anything like that. Just it's his show. He gets to invite his, his friends on. And, and he thought it was hilarious to get Jones on there just talking shit. He'd get him drunk. He'd get him a little high. And and he's not wrong. It was wildly entertaining. Listen to, to Alex Jones go off about something. The problem, obviously, is when a lot of people think of him as news, that this is all you know, like, like perfectly vetted information, et cetera, et cetera, instead of just this guy ranting on a radio show. So, but here's the thing. If I recall this correctly, about six or so years ago, um, he was on Rogan and he was talking about this basically, um, you know, obviously, you know how he makes everything sound, this cabal of, of people who have this, like, child rapist island where all of the heavy hitters of the entire, oh. you know, world and whatever go to to get their <laughs> rocks off with, like, like straight-up children and fucking crazy things. Now, he's got to throw in for good measures. They all go off into the woods and pray to the owl god Moloch, and, you know, it, it, it starts to get, you know, very Rosemary's Baby after that. And then, like, a couple of years ago, this whole Epstein thing happened. Hmm. And I, I know he's invoked these names and things like that before, but, like, I was Alex Jones on this ball so long ago and just none of us, you know, <laughs> paid attention? Or, or was it out there, like, the Cosby thing where it was this kind of sort of half-known deal that just got brought up in public. Uh, I, at a I, point. I think it's probably been a half known thing that got swept under the rug, the whole Epstein scandal Island thing. Cause I mean, there was so many big names that were going out there constantly. Well, even look at the Weinstein thing. It was yeah. publicly known and they joked about it. it had to be in the ether, but nobody would say anything. Yeah. Because who yeah, he was connected it's to one of those, it's always secondhand. No one really ever had the first hand knowledge. So it's like, okay, can I, can I go after this just based on a story I heard? Well, if you, if you look at, went to the Island, you know, like even, uh, Mr. What is, is Bill Clinton. I mean, you're talking about the who's who of politically connected people. If somebody wanted to make you disappear, it would have been one of the people on the Island. So why would you, as someone who went there or saw anything, why would you communicate? Well, the other problem is when you have somebody as incredibly wealthy as Epstein is or was, was. or whatever, uh, you know, he's, he's got a, a stories uh, of, of buildings, of office buildings full of attorneys. Yeah. Boom, oh, jumping he's on. well insulated. Right. So, I mean, you know, when you, when you have that kind of thing and you go after somebody as rich and influential as he is, pfft, Good luck on you, because that stuff can get buried I mean, for decades. Fuck, man, I don't know what rose-colored glasses I was fucking wearing, and and not to be like, oh, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and all these conspiracies or anything, but like, it, it's one of those things I thought happened in movies. You know that like like oh, in real life, there's you know like kind of a, a process to go through and find these things out and, and investigations and and you know whatever. But I mean, that was some, that was some crazy shit. And he's the only person I ever, not like I'm watching every news source, but he's the only person I ever heard ringing that bell. Mm. And I think oh. it's fucking hilarious that he's just kind of the boy who cried wolf on the Jeffrey Epstein. You know, thing. he probably got, you know, invited to a party and heard it secondhand from somebody that was just kind of as a whisper type thing. And, you know, I mean, 
He's freaking Alex Jones, you know. Like, who's really going to believe him? Well, don't don't forget the national. Well, yeah, I, I mean, he says that, some no. shit. Don't yeah, forget. You know? well, so that's probably why but they you know, sent it to him. It's the know? old thing. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut in yeah, mind, right? Exactly. So well, don't forget, it's the National kind of Enquirer has also been right a number of times. <laughs> right. And this so is the, the Simpsons. This is the same magazine that said, you know, there's a star. You know, a, a half bat, half woman living in somebody's belfry. So yeah, no, it's yeah. true. I mean, so yeah, quite, quite possible. It's it's weird, like. You know, oh, you're so, you know, what are you doing? We're dousing you with rum so no one will ever believe your story. Exactly. So, so you know, where my, were you? I got abducted by aliens. Sure you did, Rummy. Yeah. So you, you talk about somebody who, who really needs this game. If you're rich, if you're in, if influential, what you really need is to listen to our next sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity. The gamer dignity is overrated. Go to O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. That's O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. Pick up a card game from this website or selected stores. That's Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. And do me a favor. If you want 10% off all your final order, use the word MADTRIO, all caps, all one word at checkout. You know, MADTRIO is two words, though. <laughs> I can't spell, you so know, that's one word. I, I would. This is no. This is no dig at uh, at audacity at all. I don't mean this to be to be personal to this, but um, it's amazing how I still feel like like where's my skip button? I want to skip this ad. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you don't pay for the show. And you have the person exactly right. as the producer of the show. I can tell you right now, I'm going to be sending you a bill for the <laughs> statement. And you, and you haven't, and you haven't met Miss Audacity yourself. Melanie is an awesome human being. So that's right. And know, so and is I'm, everybody like, who said, works there. Like I don't mean this to mean anything personal whatsoever. Audacity is just my instinct. Is like, <laughs> wait, skip ten seconds. Hey, I'm no better with you know. I cannot stand watching commercials on television in any way, shape, or form. The, the amount was, of things that I fucking pay for, so I don't have to watch yeah. advertising is. Crazy. I, I refuse to pay for YouTube Red or whatever that okay, is. You know what, so, bro? Yeah. No, that's, I, that, that, that's amazing. Thank you for day thing. <laughs> it's well worth it. Oh, dude, I never looked back. Yeah, I, I don't watch that's YouTube fine, James. I, I don't watch YouTube enough to, yeah, to know, bother with it. That's almost all I watch at this point. But I do pay for ad-free Hulu. Ooh, there you that's go. A, that's another <laughs> thing. Yeah. Hulu. Yeah. I remember mm -hmm. when Hulu started that's ads, mandatory. and I'm like, "Oh, you son of a bitch!" Yeah. No, no, yeah, mandatory. You, you know, yeah. I have a I have a love hate relationship with Hulu because there's so much stuff on it lately that I just don't like. But I will say that uh, the the show uh, that uh, Paul McCartney did, Beatles Three Two One. Uh, was fantastic, and okay. Hulu did a great job, and Rick Rubens did a great job. You guys are interested at all on how uh, Paul felt that the the Beatles put a lot of this music together, and how they met, and the whole story of the back, you know, the whole backstory with the with the Beatles. Yoko Ono. <laughs> no, he doesn't get it. He, he doesn't really get into Yoko. She's not. No, I don't band. blame him. He, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't she, blame him yeah. going down that road. <laughs> but anyway, with that said, it's uh, I her down that road. So anyway, so much for Hulu. That's a that's a spot okay. for Hulu. Did, Maybe Hulu will pick us up. Did, hey, did, there you go. I'm did, still waiting on dude wipes. Yeah, that didn't work out. Did you guys uh, <laughs> hear about Rolling Stones did an investigation in the Marilyn Manson? No, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, they finally I'm, came out and said the guy was a douchebag, like I thought all along. So here's Marilyn Manson's ten key takeaways from our nine month investigation. Um, his patterns of alleged mistreatment of women predates his fame. Shocking. Stories of him chasing his mother with a mic stand. His alleged sexually improprieties dates back to at least the early 90s. 
Rape has been a frequent source of dark humor for decades. Uh, sources, he says, seem to reveal in saying the N-word. Uh, he seems to have bizarre uh, Nazi fixation. By the way, that's not really a shocker of anybody who's actually paid attention to any of his fucking music so, videos. Unless you're going to tell me the... the um, like, there's obviously a, a very distinct line for sexual assault. You know? Um, and I mean to include, like, the, the low-end sexual assault obviously through horrifying things like rape and all that. Let me but, put it... Um, it's me, not... None of what you said so far has, has struck me outside of anything as, yeah, it's Marilyn Manson. He, he has allegedly verbally and physically abused band members and employees. Not surprised. He has a bad girl's room. Exes alleged to use for psychological torture. Basically, it's a vocal booth. He would lock them in and you can't hear anybody scream inside of it. Just to, uh, Warner allegedly began relationships with love bombing. Warner's accused of multiple sexual assaults and physical abuse. And the accusers met last year to share allegations. By the way, this is a Rolling Stone, so it's like 30 pages. But if you're curious on it, it's a really interesting, incredibly dark music uh, um, uh, article, all of which was like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, there's nothing in there that shocks me. I I mean, he's... It's like when you hear the stories of of, uh, Mike Tyson being an animal. Like, I saw him box. I've yeah. seen Marilyn Manson sing, you know, it's, I've seen, you know, I've seen him bite someone's ear off, you know, I'm not Marilyn Manson, <laughs> Tyson, but you know, I mean, it's like, I, if, if fucking Marilyn Manson, maybe he did. I don't somebody's ear off. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't, and he probably wouldn't spit it out afterwards. Yeah. I bet, um, I bet there were more people surprised that Alice Cooper was a born again Christian than, than Marilyn Manson being a creepy bastard. Yeah. Anyways. Right. Um, yeah. yeah I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised you about know, Marilyn Manson at all. Here's a here's a moral quandary we've got to come up to with with ourselves, you know, in, in society. I mean, um, how, the, the useful people are always fun and useful when you just like their their brand of crazy when you're being entertained <clears throat> by them being eccentric or just kind of insane. Uh, again, there is a line that can be crossed, and I think that line existed in the nineties and things. So shit he should know about, right? Like, well, this, Hey, raping is bad. Well, you this, know, those sorts of things. This article, the, the way they frame the article, and they even say it in the article itself. They say he had kind of like a cult, uh, 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 yeah. guy personality, which if you, if you watch any of these interviews with the people who are really into Marilyn Manson back in the day, you can tell they kind of had this Marilyn Manson, uh, like aura about, you know, he's amazing about on, on Manson. Yeah. You know, I mean, he came out at the right time for something like that. I mean, really did. There was a lot of us that were young at the time that were just kind of into the more darker side of life. And we made him famous. Yeah. And then when you had the the moral authority, Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan getting together and they were trying to say, you know, video games are bad. Uh, These terrible movies are corrupting our children. And then you got Marilyn Manson coming out, you know, as the bad boy of music. I mean, of course, we're going to go to him and be like, dude, this stuff is rocking. You know, I mean, he's got beautiful people. And and at the time. Marilyn Manson came to our defense. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And and, for, and he's incredibly and, intelligent hey, this too. Is, this is all three, very very intelligent. Has actually turned a lot of people who have met him in person. Like now, granted, you'd be you'd pull your shit together if you were going to go and and try to you know tell some fucking parents what's what when it comes to you know this is this is expression. Yeah, and not anything dangerous. Um, I really would encourage anybody to go listen to his thoughts on that. He might be a psychopath otherwise, you know. Uh, his yeah. his interview of him being blamed for Columbine oh, was yeah. amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. And now, whether he did these other things, okay, that's, that's a separate <clears throat> discussion. I mean, I'd have to admit that I've laughed at Bill Cosby jokes in the past. I don't think that makes me a psychopath. I, I, no. No. I mean – they're, they're, the weird stand up was okay actually. It's other things that make me a psychopath, but not that. The weirdest thing is I've read comments and interviews by former band members of him, specifically some of the ones who started off with him, and how their life became very immoral. And this is by the way, this is their words, not mine, you know, like like very immoral, there are no limits, no lines and I would not be surprised if this is because you're around somebody like Marilyn Manson. Because if you read up on him here, he seems like he's really good at manipulating. Basically, that's the highlight of this article is he's incredibly manipulative. He would would hold effect. He would start off by giving lots of affection. Then, you know, he just really knew how to push everybody's buttons. You know, I'm just saying that I and I don't have an opinion either way. I'd probably have to know him personally to to know the answer to this at all. But. I think there's a there's a version of this where everybody who's known him and is was around them and their lives were a certain way knew exactly what they were getting into. Uh, you got to be careful with that one because I think uh, that's you got to be careful who you hang out with. Well, yeah, you, you, you definitely do. I hang out with. Well, are, are you talking about rats? Or are you talking about people who? Like I'm rats, like groupies, or people who who just tag along. Like I'm trying to feel like I'm saying there was a time in our lives where where who we hung out with was not reflective on us as people. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but I mean, and we did things that might have been even morally questionable around said people because we were simply around said people. Yeah, no, I, that's I, true. I agree with that, but I would also say you know. Th- there's certain people out there who you hang out with them and then you all of a sudden you get surprised by actually some of the shit they do. Sure. sure and sure. I mean, it's still your choice to stay around them, but I mean, if they go and rob someplace, let's say that you're standing there, you are guilty by association. But there's also a certain point where you got to be like, hey, this motherfucker just robbed this place. You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, 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 right. I want to ask. So there's a point where you got to stand up for yourself and say, hey, you, you as an individual across from me as an associate have just crossed the line. And I got to distance myself from you. I I think the person we should really be asking here is, is the old guy is somebody who grew up. Uh, He he is playing around the computer. Well, 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 somebody, (laughs) he he fell asleep, but somebody who was around during Manson and and some of these other major cult figures. And he's kind of lived through it and seen the stories. I mean, what do you think as somebody who's seen this, this happen over and over again? Just don't quote Margaret Thatcher around me. I will call you out on it. She is an annoying woman and I'm glad she's gone as the PM. You know, you got to remember all all the, I hate that woman. We've had, may have been, you know, uh, helter skelter. May it be (laughs) Halle Bop. May it be 
You know, it seems Jim Jones, to, Jim Jones, maybe <laughs> what? Right? I mean, there's always David Koresh. Yeah, and there's always people that are going to follow along with it. And, and Kevorkian. I think there's he was a, a good guy <laughs> between somebody like Manson. It's it's really the natural extension of um, like Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. You know, somebody like who you know. I'm sure Ozzy Osbourne did not start didn't start out um, crazy when Black Sabbath became famous. Well, if People you're talking about shock rock, you got to go to Elvis Presley for Rob's <laughs> Wait age. a minute. <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but really, like people who who were around these people had to know, like you know what, this guy wants to be a a crazy musician, and he is bound for great things because he's got that it factor or whatever. And once he is famous, you're around him just because, like, dude, this is Marilyn Manson. Holy shit, that's Marilyn Manson. And, oh, and he's actually kind of smart. Like, I can see the allure. Well, and I can see that getting out of control before you kind of know what's happening just because like, oh shit, that's Marilyn Manson. So there's always enablers. All these guys mm-hmm. have always had enablers and, you know, people that are surrounded by them may, may be wanting to ride the coattails, maybe whatever, you know, loving to be near fame, uh, maybe wanting to get their, their bit, you know, whatever it may be, there's always enablers of these guys. And, th- and that's where part of the problem becomes because now you're not. Uh, you're not being uh, responsible to society in, in, as a whole. Now you've got people that you surround yourself with that are guest people in whatever way, shape, or form. And, you know, you say, hey, I want this. I want that. I'm going to get this. Give me that girl. It's always been the case, you know, and it, it, that, that there's always those people that will do whatever somebody else wants. And, th- and that's partly where the problem becomes. Oh, okay, Michael, so hold on. Hold on. So um, the I can't remember the girl's name who became uh, Manson's major whistleblower. Off the top of my head, if John's got in front of him, he can quote, he can say her name. Um, but she came out, and then Marilyn Manson comes out and says she knew what she was getting into. Mm-hmm. Now, she was underage when they started their relationship. And, you know. Russell I, Vaughn? No. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so could there be a point where he's been said yes to so many times that he thinks that her just being around him is consent? I think, you know, I mean, it's, a, but that goes into becoming a narcissist mm-hmm. or a, so the, a sadist. The way, right. The I'm, way the article frames Marilyn Manson. Now I, I can't say if this is true or not. So your mileage may vary. The way the article makes it sound is like he was saying that to get to her. That he's saying, him saying, oh, she voluntarily did it. She knew what she was doing. It is trying to hit that button within her. That that's- But she's also claimed uh, that she, she rebuttaled that with saying that to lessen certain amounts of torture or other things yes. that she was going through, psychological, physical, et cetera, she would agree to certain things to lessen that. So mm-hmm. there, there's mm-hmm. uh, basically a captor and hostage. Well, it's a, a Stockholm yeah. syndrome yeah, that they're talking so, about. Yeah, so, so it goes into Stockholm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And people will do whatever you have to do to survive a situation. And then at the same point, when you start you start getting into the whole psychological issue of the Stockholm syndrome, you start realizing that you know now not only are they a victim, but because of of the circumstances and everything surrounding that, now they become sympathetic to the the captor, 
whoever it may be, if it's even, you know, in Marilyn Manson's situation, that whole thing. Uh, so, you know, I, he... I, I'm convinced he's guilty, I'm but that's why. I'm thinking that he got to the point where he's had so many fans and oh, women yes. that All were the yes throwing people. themselves at right. him right. that right. he just thought, you know, egotistically every woman wants this. Hey, yes. They and, just don't know it yet, and I have to show them that. And I yeah. wonder, because you always hear about the bands of the 80s, specifically like the hair bands, having, you Motley know, crew. Like having thousands of women throwing themselves at them. And then, which... Which then, if you add the dark imagery and dark nature of Marilyn Manson music, I wonder if just as, if there's a certain type of person not only geared towards that music, but geared towards him. And right. it's the only reason I say this is I've known people in my life who have been very giant Marilyn Manson fans, but you could tell that their particular type of damage was geared towards like him, the mm. the that cult light figure, and and you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know. and and I would I would venture a guess to say that there's a lot of people like that, you know, who who that music spoke to in a certain kind of way, could meet Manson theoretically, and and not really enjoy him as a person. Yeah, like hey, I like your music, I like what you stand for, but you know, you're kind of a weird dick. Like it could have very easily been that circumstance as well. You know, music is one thing, a persona is one thing. What art you give to the world is one thing. Who you are as a person is it can be entirely different. Well, it's like the Smashing Pumpkins. I like some Smashing Pumpkin songs, but I would not stand Billy Corgan. Every everything I've ever heard him, every interview, every article makes him out to be a dick. You know, he's been on Rogan a few times too, and I hate to keep bringing up Rogan as the, but you know, goddamn, he's a mouthpiece of a generation. Okay, um, has had him on a couple of times, and he seems incredibly nice and reasonable, and you know, albeit a bit stoic. Well, uh, there you go. There's somebody. There, there's somebody for everybody out oh, yeah, there. I mean, yeah, look yeah. at this. Ryan's getting married. Ah. Yeah, right. See, that, hey, Amber's a that, sweetheart. That answers that. No, Amber's a fucking <laughs> saint. A that, of a woman. Yeah. Let's let's be honest. She should be canonized for for marrying him. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, let's move along to something else a little more interesting. So you never did finish your list last. I week. still got more of that list too, and I I could and, actually. And, and Melanie loves your listicles. Yeah, I know she does. I love Melanie too. Even if I'm not woke enough for. <laughs> or you, I'm you, an old old Jew. What do you want? <laughs> Oy vey. Oy vey. <laughs> I've got uh, so adding on to some of my other list, listicles, and I won't go over all of them. But uh, you know, one of the things I was looking at recently was the uh, the greatest American inventions of the past fifty years. So what, what bothered me when I first started looking at this list? It starts at nineteen seventy one. Years, yeah. And that's seventy one. Yeah, it starts in seventy one. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. And you got to remember, I. I was out of high school yeah, already. That that's what's scary. That is 50 years. Yeah. Out of here about it. That's, that's 10 old, years away from old, me, Rob. Is that scary? fuck you up. Yeah. yeah. That's the same year that Snoop Dogg was born. The, oh, shit. There you go. Man. Yeah. And he's still alive. And also yeah. just yeah, on Rogan. with Martha Stewart. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the old story about getting old and there's certain things that pop in your head. I Some of you know that I, I teach some fire, farm courses. In uh, up here, and I, I had a group of students on Saturday, and I was going through some of the paperwork and looking at the date of birth of a couple of students, and I realized I have shoes older than some of these people. <laughs> you know, and I'm going, whoa, the, there's some wrong here. The, the first, <laughs> the first time I ran into that is we were at a Bible study. James, uh, with James' dad was leading, and there was a little girl there that was born at a particular period of time. I'm like, holy fuck, I actually have stuff that like 
quadruple, almost doubled your age. Mm. It's like, what the hell? How did this, this is not Just fair. wait. If you live long enough, it gets you worse. Know, there, there was a point in my life I looked to some people and I'm like, I started smoking before you were born. <laughs> it's like looking at my smoking habit up and walking around. You know, Ryan, I, who still smokes cigarettes, you should think about that. What? <laughs> that there's people that I've been smoking longer than some people have been alive? Yeah. 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 Really think yeah. about that. Smoking what substance again? Yeah, well, so anyway, back to the <laughs> methamphetamine. <laughs> Inventions, you know, going through through some of those courses, you know, it starts out in 1971, the personal computer. And I was thinking about that when I was in college, <clears throat> working with the old IBM 1620 punch card machines. And I started thinking about the personal <laughs> computer stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's really going back. You know, and I looked at that and I kind of went, okay. Punch personal card systems, don't yeah. drop those. Oh, that's why you, you know, number them. You know, obviously that, they were, they were on to something with the personal computers in 1971, you think? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't it wasn't Bill Gates who invented it now, either. Now think right. of this. Yeah, you see, I, you see this thing right here. Yeah, I know. That, well, that, that's worse. Your personal computers back then. Boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, well, that's that's why I always bring up my grandfather, who was born in 1911, and he died in the 80s. Imagine the shit that. that, that well, that, he talked about that. He talked about the fact growing up, basically from the beginning of flight, and, and you know the beginning of the automobiles, beginning of telephones. Really, I mean, although oh, yeah. they were out for you know 20 years by the time he was born, still the point was. The stuff that he saw in that period of time, he talked about that, and it was just, it was mind-blowing. He saw the birth of the modern world. Yeah. Yeah, he had to call, had, when he made a phone call, he had to be like, polar bear, Condi, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Kodiak, yeah. <laughs> Nebraska. Yeah. You know, it was amazing that, you know, towards his latter part of life, you know, we'd be out gardening or do whatever we were doing, and he'd be looking at watching a jet fly, and I'd say, you know, what are you thinking about? And he says, I'm thinking about... All the you know all the inventions that come along in that period of time, you know, uh-huh. and he was very philosophical about you that. Know, damn it, that makes me so fucking happy. That okay, Here we uh, go. not to, not to make this about me, but um, <laughs> too late. I really don't mean to at all. Um, go ahead. I, I everybody knows what I do for a living, and just a quick preamble: I've I worked a mortuary and have for a very very long time. I used to pick up dead people uh, just every day. It was my day to day. Any case, I picked up this one lady one night. <laughs> Uh, I, I love just, how fast that introduction went. Move along. Just All right. Got to recap. Just got to recap. Recap. Um, All right. Picked up this one lady, and I'm doing paperwork, and I'm about to write down her date of birth, and the format was, um, you know, like like eleven, twelve, and it just said ninety eight. And I look at the nurse who's there, and I'm like, "Ma'am, excuse me, I believe this might be a typo. I'm pretty sure this wasn't lady. This lady wasn't born in 1998. She said she wasn't. 18, she was born in 1898. Yeah. And it blew <clears throat> my fucking hair back. And all I could think wow. about. Was this lady had had saw like probably vague recollections of the Wright brothers, yeah. you know, new yeah. private doughboy so and so from World War One, yep. and then saw a fucking iPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I couldn't get over that that thought. So the, to hear that somebody actually had had recognized, like you know, where we started and where where I started seeing stuff and where it got to is amazing like i'm so glad to hear that somebody actually was like this is nuts yeah this is nuts to know what we've done for the flight to even the 60s or you know late 60s with the moon yeah that's got (laughs) to be insane and then to go beyond that yeah well i had yeah it is it is crazy wonderful thought i have a whole 
going down the rabbit hole situation with this, what has happened in the last hundred years versus what happened in the last 2000 years. Yeah. I keep looking at how the hell did we get from the industrial revolution to where we're at now when the prior 1500 years prior to that, we're, we're still riding horses and barely can get wagons. Yeah. Aliens. You you know what I think? 10,000 years of horses and the last 70 with cars. You know what I think Uh, it was? I, I think it was you're at a point in time where you didn't have to, your primary motivation wasn't food, wasn't because it's like the 1760s, the 1600s, your life revolved. And we just so you're said, blaming growing grain. That's what started it. Well, part of it, like you were, you, your supermarkets, well, your, your world was the, 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 the calendar for farming. You had to plant it. Yeah, oh, yeah, and then when, when, when food became more prevalent, when everybody wasn't starving, that wasn't their primary motivation for life. You have more free time then I think that started the change where people could branch off to other things. And I think it came to the point where, where starvation wasn't as common. So then, then so, in other words, we're free to think about all, all the, what could be so yeah. instead of what's right now. So you're saying the invention of the hot pocket is what helped everybody. Probably. Dude. Probably the invention <laughs> of the microwave to cook the hot pocket in. Yeah. That's what probably you, know, you, you no go. F- shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, man. That the microwave might be underrated when it comes to greatest invention of all time. That's right. The the amount of fucking college students that were able to lock themselves in a room with a microwave, huh? a bunch of hot pockets, and like a pad of paper. Huh? I, I mean, we probably got a lot of things off the back of a microwave. I know my favorite thing was the 1980s microwave when you actually took a look at them and they didn't have that grate across it. You realized that grate was there to was reflect radiation. Yeah, that you were, your eyeballs were getting cooked as you were watching the food. Cook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, somebody had to find that out the hard way. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's like when you you buy a microwave and it doesn't and it says on the box or in the pamphlet, do not put small animals or children. At some point, somebody had to experiment with that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. There are there are stories about that, but so I was looking at this fifty years, the inventions of fifty years, and since their show's going to wrap up here shortly, I'm going to go only do a few from just maybe the seventies alone. You know, from nineteen seventy one, the computer. I, here's the one that I thought was one of the greatest inventions ever: the weed whacker. Oh yeah, yeah. Nineteen seventy one was uh, the weed yeah. whacker, right? That, what oh. was what was the game before that? Uh, uh, we we had edgers. Yeah, we had edgers and a blade. Yeah, basically. so it was on you know gasoline. One of those. Like, um, what do you call it with the, the old school lawnmowers with the, the crazy twisty blades? Push yeah, well, mowers, what like what, a, what it was mowers. was basically a small lawnmower tilted on its side that you would run along the sidewalk to cut that edge, and hopefully the blade wouldn't fly apart and kill you. Yeah. Okay. That's that's also what we used. seems like a pretty relatively expensive piece of equipment. Yeah, well, that's that's true. That was at that point. I, I don't think too many individual homeowners actually had them, I mean, mostly for the professional lawn people that killed yeah, themselves. Yeah, everyone's got an electric freaking weed whacker nowadays. Yeah, so that that's important. So 71 also saw email come to be something mm. that started oh, it. Man, yeah, that changed the game. That changed a lot. So for, for Nike, it was what they call the waffle sole running shoe. You guys remember that? It's still actually being made, but which I found interesting. The guy, the guy that invented the sole for that... Shoe happened to just pour latex on a waffle maker, which made me wonder if he was on an acid trip that day or not. But, oh, probably. But anyway, it worked. <laughs> it yeah. turned out to be well, good. I'll tell you what, in restaurants, they make you get waffle print, um, waffle sold shoes for anti slip reasons. No. And yeah. if anybody's ever walked into a walk in cooler with or without those, there's a difference. Oh, yeah, yeah you're going to go flying. Yeah. Matter- 
here's the thing is I can walk perfectly fine in sneakers and in a cooler, but you get complacent when you wear those shoes enough and you forget and you walk in with all the confidence of the world and eat shit. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, 71 also saw the start of the UPC universal product code. Oh. It started in 71. It goes back further than I thought it did. That's the barcode, like barcode? ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know. Yeah. Really? UPC, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of those things you figure was around forever. Yeah. No, no it wasn't. It was, for, it was for us, not for the old guy. Not for the old guy, no. Oh, man, yeah, it's one I didn't think about. Anti-lock brakes. That first started in 71, which I didn't think. Oh, go, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was an 80s thing, but apparently so they too. were. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably for were. high-end vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really That's also one of those things you notice when it ain't there and you need it. So they basically started, the, the, the invention started with airplanes. Yeah, the, that, the that stop, makes sense. That makes stop sense. passenger planes, you know, the bigger the bigger <clears throat> aircraft. So that's that's what started it, and it went on down to automobiles. So that was good. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, video game consoles. Atari started in 72. Oh, shit. 1972. Yeah. Huh. MRI, magnetic resonance imaging. Hmm. That started in 72. Record, uh, uh, as far as video games, uh, 85, uh, Mario Brothers, the year I was born. Uh, okay, and uh, <laughs> it was downhill since then. I don't want. I have I'm shoes just, older exactly, than you. <laughs> I'm exactly the same age as Mario. So, uh, speaking of which, Ryan, you were only ten years off on Casablanca. I know, forty-two. I looked it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so pretty you're, good. So feel pretty glad good. I gave well, you that five ten over. Yeah, he gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, cell phones. I, I knew there was a two in there. I don't know why I had two in my head. I don't know. Like, cell, cell phones. Cell phones started in seventy-three. So that was before the the brick. Was that? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, the, the modern mobile era can be traced to its 1973 and an engineer inventor named Martin Cooper who developed the first handheld cellular telephone. But like now, so I, mobile I, phones. I'm, I'm mobile phones had been around since the 40s. Yeah. yeah. But those are basically radio phones. Yeah, that's All what right? I'm talking about. Yeah. But I mean, a I, cell phone. They're talking like about actual actual, cell. Uh, yeah. And actually use the cell. Well, the they time. called them before they came to cell because, you know, for those who don't know, cells mean literally that. That's yeah. like multiple hop to hop to hop to hop to hop. Yeah, that's thing, what right? I'm saying. Multiple so, cells. Yeah. Well, this was called the the mobile, uh, a mobile phone. So oh, okay. they didn't use cell towers at the time, but, but they used, used radio towers. Radio and towers and they were based. Was, right. Are you talking about the ones that they had in their cars? What they're calling is, they're, they're just saying 73 started the cell phones for some reason, oh, but okay. it was really more the modern. It was um, the mobile phone. Mobile phone. Okay. Right. Okay. That's why but, I got confused for yeah, a yeah. second. I no, was saying, understood. I don't see okay. how the cell phone can start the, in the 70s. Mobile phone, I can see. So right. the first phone call was made on a handheld cellular phone. It was made on April 3rd, 1973. The first handheld cellular phone was was made on April 3rd of 73 by Motorola engineer Mark, Martin Cooper. Hey, I and, just said that. And it weighed two and a half pounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember the back, maybe you guys don't remember when they started the, the bag phones. Oh, the bag, the bag phones. phones. Yes, yes, I do. You know, those were phones. like five pounds lethal, of all battery. The first lethal weapon movie. Yeah, had uh, uh, Martin making a yeah. phone call talking about rigs. Yeah, I saw one before that in person, but I live in Southern California, and there was a lot of rich freaking people. <laughs> a lot of rich people. Were, that they right, thought huh? they were pretty awesome with those things. Not in your Going, neighborhood. Getting closer to the uh, mid seventies. Yeah, actually, yeah. Wow. I had a. I, there was a limo company <laughs> lost that, show that was right next door to me, and they had them. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, it was the owner had them. How about voicemail? Everything that we take for granted now on voicemail. Oh yeah, 1973. I mean, even just like a good old answering machine. So uh, yeah, so 
that started prior to you know we we all started seeing the the avenue of uh, when when tape recorders started coming out, people all started inventing things that could answer your telephone and record. You'd record a message, they'd ring your number, it played that message from a tape that you had to record yourself, and then as time went on a little bit, it also would take messages. So that was the start of the uh, telephone answer machine, but the actual voicemail that was fully starting to go digital and being something that was attached to the phone started in 1973, hmm. which is interesting. Oh, shit. That's way earlier than I thought. Yeah. So we have time for a couple of more stories before we're going to have to wrap it up. Wrap I got two up. more for, we'll get to right to the mid seventies. 1974 was post-it notes. Everything that we take for granted now with post-it notes that we all have stuck over everything in our lives. That started in 1974. And then we're stop. We'll stop at 1975 with the digital camera. The very oh, first yeah. Kodak yeah. digital Eastman Kodak, yeah, came out with the very first. <laughs> Boy, did they they are they sorry that they ever invented that thing because got rid of their film industry. <laughs> I have a old Polaroid camera, one of the first generations made of Polaroid. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, those were kind of pretty cool. Yeah, but this is an actual digital camera starting yeah. in seventy seventy five. Cool. So. It probably took twelve quick, years, uh, to, a minute to develop the picture. Yeah, probably. Quick, quick. Quick thing on post-its, my boss will write a note on a post-it for me and tape it to my <laughs> fucking computer. There's nothing more infuriating in the world than seeing a post-it with tape on it. I, I bet he does funny. it on purpose That's just to funny. piss you off. I would. I, like I would fucking do that shit on purpose. Sure. So... Ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Check go by audacity.com, O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y. Use the code MADTRIO, all caps, all one word for 10% off your final order. And with the holiday season coming up, make sure you buy a couple of packs for all your friends, family, and relatives. And do me a favor. Check out our social media feeds <laughs> at Facebook, Instagram, and other locations. For the California Pariah, for the fat man, the old guy, and holy crap, it's Ryan, as always. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.